by the fifth uh, century, uh, the Roman Empire in the West was in a state of decline. Um, it was a very moderately simple situation to describe. Uh, there's 500 reasons it happened. Uh, one of the main ones, in my opinion, is around immigration. That the Romans had always had a policy of easy immigration to their country, uh, but they also had an aversion to manual labor and paying taxes. Uh, when you decide you don't like paying taxes, especially if you're rich and you don't like manual labor, and all of a sudden you don't like immigrants, that makes for a very toxic economic status. And that's exactly what started to happen to the Romans. They allowed Germans to camp outside the gates, but they were a source of great fear for the Romans. So imagine their surprise when all of a sudden something scared the Romans or the, the, the Germans. Imagine their surprise when Germanic tribes came flooding to the borders of Rome, begging to be let in because something terrifying was behind them. A lot of Romans at the time wrote about it. What scares the Germans, yeah? I wonder if they even said, yeah? <laughs> well, it was someone named Attila the Hun. You may have read about him. He was a nightmare. Uh, he led, he united all these disparate tribes, got them behind one banner, and simply set about to pillage, to plunder, and to rape. The goal was destruction. There was a Roman scout who got to Attila's camp after they had stole so much gold that they, they filled over 20 wagons, and he wanted to see what are they doing with the gold. They were throwing it in a pile in the middle of the camp. They didn't care about that. They wanted to destroy in the end, nothing stopped him. Every army the Romans threw at him, he freight trained. The Germanic tribes and the Romans formed a, a, an agreement. We'll fight them together. That'll work. It did not work. It was a slaughter. And now there was nothing between the city of Rome and this army of terrifying barbarians. What are we going to do? Well, Pope Leo went out with two other men, and he met with Attila the Hun. Do you know about this? No one knows what exactly, hap what exactly was said or, or what happened. Here's what they do know. Attila went home. He turned around and went home. One witness who was there said he was just so impressed with this little, brave, intelligent man who somehow convinced this man who was all about slaughter and pillage to go home. He did, and he never came back. There are so many stories about Pope St. Leo like that, where peace was impossible, and yet here comes Leo. Secular authorities and religious authorities called him to mediate disputes, and he was happy to do so. And if we talked about nothing else with Leo, that's pretty darn good. I think you should get the great behind your name. But honestly, that's not even the biggest thing he did. 
This was what's called in some cases historically the age of heresies. And when you hear that, that means it's not good. Yeah, uh, Christianity was just getting its wheels in terms of being a public religion. And there were people who were taking Christianity and watering it down, changing it. Every heresy the church combats tends to come back to the person of Christ. There are people who just can't deal with God doing that. And so many of the heresies are tied. Oh, God couldn't have had a mother. Um, that's called Nestorianism. Yeah? There's, there's a million of these. And dear God, it's so hard not to talk to you for an hour, so I'm going to quit now. But the way he defeated those heresies was not by screaming and yelling and writing encyclicals. He had public debates. He said, okay, if you're an historian, let's all get together at this spot and let's talk it through. And in every case recorded, he won them over. Um, it is so hard. I got to stop now. I will stop. But he's the man. And we are so grateful to God, to Pope St. Leo the Great. Because at a time when the church really didn't matter that much, he could have used that intellect, that charisma, and he could have been a great general or an emperor. But he went after sainthood. And guys, he got it. So one of the greatest popes who ever lived. The church is very clear about that. Pope Benedict, our Pope Benedict, said he is the greatest pope who ever lived. I'm going for John Paul II, but I'm biased. Either way, thank you, Jesus, for Pope St. Leo the Great, huh? And it's a good day for us, like I said, to pray for our Pope. It's a great day for us to pray for our religious leaders, that the intercession of Pope St. Leo the Great would set their hearts afire for Christ. Amen?